if you had all the information available to you,、uh, you had like the most advanced computer ever to look back at all of your historic data to determine what the perfect bid should be for today. But as soon as you set a bid, it's immediately out of date. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host Josh from Ad Advance, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Mike Erickson Fakchin from、uh, CEO of Ad Badger and also host of the PPC Den Podcast.、Um, Michael, I'll have you on the show. Joe, it's great to be here. Big fan. Oh, thank you very much. And you know, one thing that's kind of fun, like so, you're in Austin, right? I am down in Austin. Yes. Yep. So to get up to Duluth, where I'm at,、uh, you would literally just head up on I-35, and then drive straight up until like directly and the freeway ends. It's one road. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. One road. It's like 19 hours away, but. <laughs> 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 yeah. So today I'm really excited to talk to you.、Um, one thing that we wanted to go is talk about the subject of bidding and really how it ties into all the different things that we're trying to do with advertising. Bidding is one of the major variables that we can control. I love Michael's take and viewpoint on how he set bids.、Um, so I figured this would be a great topic for us to talk through. So,、uh, Michael, you know, I'm thinking maybe we could like break down different. Life cycles of campaigns,、um, and then how you approach bidding for that. If you're good with that approach, yeah, I love it. This is one of my favorite topics. That's awesome. That's awesome. So maybe let's just start at the beginning,、um, and let's just say, all right, new campaign or new product launch. I always get questions on, all right, how do I set my initial bids as I go? What's for you know? You already have a brand and you have a new product that you're launching or starting out individually. Like, what's the what's the typical advice that you give, and how do you kind of look at that? Yeah, it's kind of like. I、I'm, I always think of bidding as like at this decision tree, and like when you're first launching a new campaign or new product. In this case, the first question I ask is like, at what stage of the company in, and what is their overall temperament in terms of how they think about spending money on Amazon advertising?、Um, because a very aged. Company that's you know it's not their first rodeo,、uh, and they're very used to and they're comfortable with and they understand all the ins and outs of Amazon advertising. They're probably going to want to go a lot faster than someone who is brand new to the Amazon advertising ecosystem, and they are spending their first dollar ever. So, I'll often have these you know in either situation. Have conversations about well, you know, where is the company at? Like, what are your immediate goals over the next thirty days? And a more seasoned company may say, like, hey, we're trying to rank this as quick as possible. We're trying to push it. We're we're trying to get,、uh, you know, average、uh, number of reviews per category as quickly as possible. We're trying to、uh, move fast, and they will have very different. Goals and techniques that you'll deploy to get those goals than someone who's just starting out, who's maybe、uh, a little bit more timid to spend money. So for、sure. that scenario where someone's just starting out and they're trying to be as cautious and price sensitive as possible, when it comes to bidding, I like to do this sort of like start low and then inch your bids up slowly over time. It is slower,、uh, but it can be. More cost-effective. It's definitely less exciting because you'll launch it with a low bid. You might start at twenty-five cents, which is 
quite low. Uh, and then you'll watch it after 24, 48 hours, see how many clicks you've gotten, and then inch it up a little bit more. You know, maybe you move it from 25 to 35 watch it, inch it up a little bit more. And then eventually you'll hit a point where, you know, the clicks are rolling in, you're, you're maybe not appearing in like top of search, but you're appearing in maybe, maybe rest of search, which doesn't get as many orders, but might be a little bit more cost effective if you're bidding low. Uh, and that way we can use the data that we're getting to inform our next move. So in generally in that case, you're like inching it up ever so slightly. And then on the other end of the spectrum, someone that wants to blow it out of the water, you know, you might look at historic bids, wherever they've been at. Uh, you might use um, other campaigns data or similar campaign data to try to extrapolate, well, what this campaign should start at. And then you might apply like a multiplier on it. You know, you might say, hey, for this, my ACOS target is actually quite high. It's, you know, up in the 70s, 80s, because uh, I want to blow it out of the water. And in those scenarios, you have to kind of like start from the opposite direction. You can kind of start really aggressively and then like tamp it down over time. Um, when you start aggressively, you get a lot more data, you get a lot more clicks, conversion rate data. And then you can eventually like, cause both of these scenarios, you're trying to like land at an ideal. So one scenario, you're going nice and slow, working way up the other scenario, you're blowing it out of the water, you're going real fast, and then you're eventually going to work your way down. So two different paths there. Sure. Yep. Yep. And I love the approach and just like, it's the key questions on how quick do you want to go? And, you know, there's benefits to both approaches and it's really dependent on the scenario. Mm -hmm. So in the starting slowest scenario, which is definitely what I did as I was my seller business, um, I I don't want to waste a bunch of cap front and I have time to figure Mm -hmm. it out. And so the starting scenario is great because you can learn and you don't have to spend a lot of money up front to Mm -hmm. learn, but it does take a lot more time to do that versus their approach where you start much more aggressive. Say if you've got a lot of finance or you really, really believe in the product and from like a seasonality launch perspective, you got to get it going. Like that can be a great approach to key benefits are you learn quickly. Um, the key downs is that you can waste some spend in the process because you're being pretty aggressive in the start. You're going to get data a lot quicker, but at the same time, you're going to lo- lose some spend in there just because you don't have as much time to respond. Yeah. It's really good to know what lane a uh, particular company is in and then be sure that, you know, you're going to see it through to the end. The issues, the times where it gets really frustrating for people is when they, you know, they're just starting out, they want to go, you know, so that you have the conversation. Okay. We want to mitigate any risk. So we want to like be as conservative as possible with our spend and it is slow. So a week might go by and nothing exciting might happen. And they get really frustrated. They're like, well, now I want to go a lot faster. So then they like step on the gas and then it's like, well, now I'm wasting my like, take me back. And it's like, you get the seesaw (laughs) effect. And that's when you can like, get really frustrated with Amazon advertising. I'm always concerned about like the mental, like how we're thinking about Amazon advertising. Cause that's like half the battle, you know, who are the main sure. stakeholders in determining like what we end up doing. And so it's really important to be sure that that person has a lot of buy-in. Mm. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love just the, the general focus on the strategy that you have going to it and the expectations from yeah. the start. Because with like PC, there's no magic bullet. Um, and so it's always trade-offs from one way to the mm-hmm. next. And so it's just understanding those trade-offs. Like, yep, if we go with lower bids, it's going to tunger. And I think you're absolutely right. When, when we get the soft fact and you lose consistency, I feel like that's where you really 
lose out on that long-term performance. It's just, if you take a strategy, then stick yeah. with it and kind of stick it through as you go. <laughs> So what's your approach for like new product launches? So I launched, I set my initial bids and say we're not in the scenario where we're not getting many impressions. Like I'm getting some good impressions as I go. Like when do I start modifying the bids as I go? Like what's the right level of time or mm -hmm. data or clicks or whatever to start making the initial moves? Yeah. So I think there's a really interesting concept I love to share and it's that if you had all the information available to you, uh, you had like the most advanced computer ever to look back at all of your historic data to determine what the perfect bid should be for today, the very next click you get will either, it'll already be out of date. It'll cause your conversion rate will either go up or it will go down, albeit slightly. But as soon as you set a bid, it's immediately out of date, like, because in a perfect world, every single day you have exactly, you know, a 10% conversion rate. You know, you're going to get 10 clicks, one order from here to the end of time. So you know exactly how much a keyword is worth. There's almost no variance and it's all perfect. In reality, what you might sure. see, even with a keyword that gets 10 orders a day, 50 orders a week, you know, these, these more high volume keywords, you'll still notice you might have a week where it's that 10% conversion rate. And then the next week it might be seven and a half and you didn't really change anything. The, so that's what I always like to say that data is always coming in and it's either making your conversion rate go up or it's making it go down and it's cyclical sometimes. And it's seemingly random sometimes. So there's a degree of randomness and like cycle that goes through with every bid. So with all that being said, a mistake that people can get into is being very like herky jerky with their bids. They log in one day, they have the default time frame. Maybe they're just looking at 30 days of, of data. They see maybe the ACOS is high. So then they will just go and like cut the bid in half and then they can get into a trouble. Then they get into trouble. Now they're not getting as many impressions in the right positions as they were previously. And now all of a sudden, you know, their orders are strangled. So then they wait, Maybe they wait a week, maybe they wait two weeks, maybe they wait an entire month and they click, okay, let me view the 30 days. And they might look at this keyword that now it has like very few orders and it still has some of that remnant of being a high ACOS thing. And then they might just end up pausing it. Sure. So those are scenarios where I generally advise against, you don't want your bidding tools to be a sledgehammer, you know, where you're just coming in and you're like blasting the bid one way, you're blasting it another way. That is when you... Again, it's that kind of seesaw. It's like taking way, way too many over corrections. So when I like to do bid optimization, I generally think that many small changes are going to be better than infrequent, massive changes. So sure. with all that said, when data starts to roll in, you want to use, well, how much statistical significance, like how, how confident am I? to increase or decrease a bid. So I'm always thinking in terms of, okay, I've launched it. It's collecting data. Now, what does the data tell me? Does it tell me that I'm absolutely certainly underbidding or, or is it telling me that I can absolutely gain more by increasing my bid or increasing my top of search placement? So those are the things that I always like to think of first, where it's like, how much data do I have? Am I making the right decision? A big mistake that you would make would be like, downloading a bulk file and, and seeing that a keyword has, you know, 
a 5% ACOS, but it's only got one order and a few clicks. So you give it a gigantic bid. And then all of a sudden now the ACOS is 120% the next time you do this. And there's people that would pause keywords in that scenario instead of bid optimize. So I'm always trying to be very thoughtful and very careful of like not taking uh, like a sledgehammer to my bid. So I, I generally like to be really fine and precise. I generally like small changes more frequently. Sure. Yeah, that makes total sense. And yeah, I love points too. Like, for instance, we we had one client. Um, they were selling luxury watches, and this was earlier mm-hmm. on when we were getting started. And they had a percent conversion rate, and so mm-hmm. it was one out of two hundred clicks that would tip convert. Yep. But when they converted, yeah. it was a huge sale. And like you're saying, if we would make short term moves based off of that data, we'd either be cranking up the bid when we finally got mm-hmm. that sale because a cost be like one percent or two percent for that day or we would just cutting the bids because you could go you know you would go 100 clicks without a sale and so yeah it like you're saying it it ties back into conversion rate and so what's what the average conversion rate of my product itself and then from there being able to tie it back to the number of clicks that goes into it and figure out the statistically significant like points that you take into account um, to know that when you're making a move, you can it in the right direction and you're not overreacting to the data. Mm-hmm. I think that's a key thing that I, I see pretty constantly too. Just like you're saying, it's, it's looking at yesterday's data or just last week's data and then making some significant moves based off of that because ACOS was too for this campaign. So I'm crashing all the bids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that overreaction can definitely put people behind. Yeah. It can also lead to uh, like a death spiral where people have like high a costs. So they just like slash the bids and then now they have like very few clicks. Um, but they still have a high a cost cause like they're looking at a 30 day time frame, And sure. so that's when you, you know, you want to be really careful of doing things like that. So how do you, how do you approach situations where say we have a campaign has a lot of different keywords and each keyword has like five or 10 clicks, but not statistically significant enough where we like, we can make a solid move on Mm -hmm. each of those individual keywords. You know, those can eat up a lot of spend over time. But if you look at each key individually, it's, it's tough to know exactly what to do. How, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you approach that? Yeah. The first thing I ask is, do we need to have many keywords with very few clicks? Um, generally that's a symptom of having far too many keywords or targets for your budget. So it's very common for someone to have a $30 a day budget, uh, with, hundreds of keywords in it. And when you think about that, you really have to ask yourself, like, what is my budget per keyword? And you might find that your like daily budget per keyword. I mean, a really simple example is if you have 30 keywords and a $30 a day budget, your budget per day per keyword is $1 per day. If you had 60 keywords for that $30 a day budget, now you on average, you're only going to spend 50 cents per day per keyword. And, you know, if you're looking at a dollar per click, then all of a sudden, you know, there's no way that you're ever going to get good enough data based off that tiny budget. So there's things that you can start doing. You might say, well, I actually do have a bigger budget. So let me increase my budget. Or you might say, well, let me rethink how I'm doing this. Maybe I want to switch towards um, you know, a phrase match because it's technically fewer keywords per budget. Uh, and you can uh, accrue 
aggregated data on that keyword as opposed to an individual like exact match. So I always try to see like, is there a campaign structure that's holding me back that's causing me to have these low datas? Uh, if there's not some kind of structural issue, you, inevitably you're going to end up with things that just have a small amount of data. Um, I've always played sure. with time frame analysis. So maybe in the last 14 days, it only has 10 clicks and no orders, but over a longer time frame, uh, it actually is doing quite well. Maybe it's got 50 clicks and four orders or something like that. Uh, and then you can start playing around with thinking about, well, what could I do to increase the frequency of clicks per day? Generally, most of the time, the answer is going to be, well, increase bids ever so slightly. You know, you can inch them up a little bit uh, to see if you can slip into a better position, if you can begin winning more auctions so that you can appear more frequently. Um, and I, before I, and I use a, a frame of reference to determine how quickly these bids should be inched up. So I refer to these things as like testing keywords. It's a test because we don't really know how it's going to perform tomorrow or next week because it has so little data. And then generally, this is another one of those decision trees, is my ACoS for my overall account or my overall campaign doing well or not? If my ACoS is doing quite well, well, then I can inch up a lot more faster and with a lot more gusto and a lot more, uh, a bigger percentage increase because my overall ACoS is doing well, I can actually afford to bid more aggressively to get more data here. So that means, you know, increasing the bids. Maybe it's, you know, 20% once per week, um, for example. But if the campaign is doing mm, sure. over my ideal ACoS range, maybe my total ACoS is too high, I might be a little bit more cautious about how I'm testing. So I might only test a few keywords at a time. I might just wholesale pause things that... Uh, I just don't have the budget to test for. And I might only test a few, uh, like a small percentage, a small handful of my overall testing low data keywords to allow me to find out if they're going to convert well. Because if they do, that's great. I just have a new winner and then I can move to the next one. Or if it doesn't convert well, well, then I can go back and suppress it and test a new one. Um, so it's a question of like, do I want to test a whole bunch of keywords that right now? Or do I want to test very few keywords? I think that's a really good point. Because um, that can help you balance ACoS and testing with all these low data keywords. Yeah, <clears throat> I love the perspective. I love how you always take things higher level. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm not getting enough data per keyword. That means I'm probably not spending enough per keyword. That may mean that I have too many keywords as I go. Um, and I'm just taking it to the, I mean, the, the root of the problem itself. And can you increase budget? And if not, am I going too long tail? And can I concentrate that data on specific keywords as I go? So then I can make a better decision for each of those individual keywords and what the bid should be. Um, yeah, I, I love that approach overall. That's cool. And it, it's fun whenever I ask these questions, how you take it higher level and then simplify it down. Yeah. You, you know, that decision tree of like, how much do I want to test right now was probably my one of my favorite things that we did in 2021 last year. Because um, we're really big into like 
you know, what is the algorithm in which we use to optimize bids? Like, how do we, because it's just math. Um, So like, what is the best best kind of math? But then at the same time, it's like, well, the other unknown variable in this math equation is like, how happy are our clients? Uh, And like, how (laughs) close are we to their target ACoS? Like if someone tells us like, hey, I have a 30% ACoS target, we better be, you know, between 27 and 32, uh, as close as possible to that 30% target, uh, in as many timeframes as possible. You know, it doesn't matter (laughs) if, uh, over a 90 day timeframe, we're at 30%, but then in the last 30 days, it's like 50. So we, that was having that decision tree where it's like, is the campaign over target ACoS or under Mm -hmm. target ACoS? And then if it's over target ACoS, how much do we want to do testing of these low data, unreliable keywords, and then basically suppressing some of the testing when we're over target ACoS until we're back under target ACoS, and then you ramp up the testing. Um, So I kind of have this like cool view of like when your campaign's doing well and you're under your target ACoS, like that's your time for testing. Like go spend as much as you can to try to figure out like where are your new winning keywords. And then once you're over your target ACoS, well, then you just start suppressing it. So you get this cool little oscillation around a target ACoS. And that's been my like favorite thing that I've done with bidding in 2021 for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you touched on it a little while ago, but just want to dig into this a little bit more because I love this mental model too that you have the value of the next click. Mm. So kind of walk us through that and how you view that value of the next click. So I think it's kind of a way to view your advertising as a whole. Yeah. You know, this is a carryover, I think, from uh, poker. I used to play a lot of poker. I'm trying to get back into it. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's this concept of like expected value. Like what is the expected value that I have if I continue betting into this hand? Um, like do you have a low chance of a low reward? Do you have a high chance of a low reward? Do you have a high chance of a high reward? So like these kind of decision trees of like what your expected value, if you were to stay in this hand, I think is a really interesting concept that makes sense for bidding in Amazon PPC, where it's like, what is the expected revenue that I will generate from this keyword on a monthly basis, on a per click basis? Um, Because if you really think about what ACoS is, uh, it's ad cost over sales. Uh, Now, ad cost is really easy because it's just the total sum that you spend on a keyword divided by the amount of clicks that you had. So it's very simple, you know, we're paying per click. Um, and I think a lot of people sometimes forget that, like when they look at their ad spend on a keyword, it's, it's the sum of every individual click. Every individual click is actually probably slightly different. You know, if you're bidding a dollar, you might get clicks for 96 cents or 94 cents, depending on what the overall market is doing uh, and your competitors are doing. Uh, the same thing is true. The same thing could be uh, approximated for your sales or your revenue. Your total revenue for a keyword is actually just the sum of all the revenue divided by the amount of clicks that you got. Conversely, it's the amount of revenue you got per click multiplied by the amount of clicks that you got. So when you go into thinking like every time I get a click, I'm spending some money. And every time I get a click, I'm actually generating on average some amount of revenue. You know, if I get a hundred clicks, 
and I generate a hundred dollars. That means every time I got a click for the last hundred clicks, I generated one dollar of revenue. Well, what's my best approximation for how valuable this keyword is per click? Well, it's a dollar. Um, and then from there, you can say, well, let's say I have a target 50% ACoS. That's the, well, now we're getting really easy bit optimization. Every time I get a click, I generate a dollar. And then every time I should be spending something, I should be paying 50 cents. Um, so if you could spend 50 cents and generate a dollar as every single day, every single click, well, then you'd be at your target 50% ACoS at the end of the month. So that's sort of expected value of asking yourself, like, what is this keyword actually worth on average per click? And then just paying the ratio of how much you want to spend per click uh, is a really easy way to wrap your head around what I should be paying per bid. Yep. Yep. I love it. Find it back to fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the probability that I'm going to get that sale is conversion right. rate. And hopefully it's a long-term conversion rate based off right. of debt. <laughs> yeah. Another way to look at yeah. your revenue per click is basically your conversion rate times your average order value. That's the exact same mm-hmm. kind of math. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Cost per click divided by average order times your mm-hmm. conversion rate. Yeah. Yep. But it, I, I love it because it's, okay, what is this click truly worth mm-hmm. it to me? Um, and it's stuff of your conversion rate, your average order value as it ties in. And so that's going to be my sale. And at the end of the day, yeah, if I can generate a dollar um, and spend 50 cents, like that's definitely a proposition. And I should keep investing in yeah. that. And then the magic of bid optimization is that, well... You might have a week where your revenue per click goes up, you know, maybe it goes up to $1.10, then your bid should also follow along with that. If your revenue per click goes down during you know, seasonality or a conversion slump, whatever, well, then your bid can follow, sure. uh, and then you'll still be at your target. So if your ACoS, you, so that's, that's the way to maintain the most consistent ACoS. You start to get more nuanced when you have different business goals of, you know, wanting to be more aggressive if you're slipping. So you want to step on the gas sure. when competition goes up and there's more competitors on the scenes. You want to step on the gas or you want to play for position. You want to appear more frequently in top of search or you're trying to rank more. Um, so you'd have other things that inform that. And I always try to link it back to ACoS. So meaning if I'm, if my steady state is 30% ACoS, but I want to move for a ranking campaign. Well, then I would go look at the rankings for this keyword and I would see like how far I am. And then I still want to link it to an ACoS. I, and I try to ask myself the question, well, how would my rankings change if I were to push the aggressiveness on this from 30% to 50%? So I would set a new sure. target of 50% and then I would go back and see what the ranking is doing. And then I would use that to inform it. I might be at my ideal ranking so I can say, well, let's see if I can lower my target ACoS to 40% and still maintain that ranking. So I, I always try to have our clients extrapolate all of the non PPC goals. Cause I would say ranking is not a direct PPC goal. Yeah. So I have that perspective overall. And it, you know, if you're looking at expected value and we're talking about probabilities, tying it back to like poker, you know, conversion rate is really your probability leading to that sale. And so if you take your average order value times your conversion rate, that's going to be the potential upside per click that you can get with that expected value equation. Yep. Yeah. It's the, it's the way to think about bidding for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, for for people who aren't familiar with Ad Badger, kind of tell us a bit about Ad Badger. You've been in the space for quite a while. Obviously, a good leader in the space. Tell us about Ad Badger. Yeah, um, 
Where can I begin? So I started freelancing PPC as a service for e-commerce stores about 10 years ago. Uh, and I was doing Google ads and Facebook ads. And I was really lucky like 10 years ago to have a client that was, uh, you know, <laughs> advertising on Amazon before it became cool. <laughs> so I feel like I had all this cool experience and I was sort of like sitting there optimizing Amazon ads for quite some time. And then in 2017, I decided to go all in on Amazon ads. So I started a company just dedicated to Amazon ads. Uh, and I've always been fascinated with like technology. And so started a Amazon advertising software company in 2017. And it's been really fun to be able to think about a lot of these topics that I find so interesting and intriguing, like bid optimization, or what is the ideal campaign structure, or, um, you know, what is the perfect split of broad phrase and exact keywords that you need, or, uh, you know, what is, what do placement bid settings do at, because I'm, I'm able to see it across like hundreds and hundreds of accounts at scale. And I'm able to sort of begin to extrapolate some of these theories. Uh, and we do talk a lot about these theories on our podcast, uh, which is the PPC Den podcast. Um, but a lot of what we, a lot, the way that I spend my time now uh, is really thinking about like, what is, a, what is a way that we can have Ad Badger do some heavy lifting for people? Uh, you know, coming over from bulk files where, you know, spreadsheets rule, I'm always thinking like, can we build a better, more efficient experience than the default ad console or using bulk files? Like a really good example of it is tying back to bit optimization. You know, one thing that I think is so cool is like using different timeframes to determine what the ideal bit is. So a lot of times when you use a bulk file or looking, doing bit optimization, you're looking at the 30 days of time frame, which is pretty good most of the time. But like, wouldn't it be cool if you also had side by side, like what the last seven days are doing, what the last 14, 30 and 60 days are doing? Like, is there anything to learn about a trend? So like incorporating like trend analysis and like, what is the weighted average of like each time frame, And, you know, can we better predict what this coming week is going to do based off what the trend of this revenue per click for this keyword is? So I find things like that super exciting. So we build a lot of those tools and a lot of these thoughts and, and theories into the AdBadger platform. So this is definitely like scratching my sure. own itch, <laughs> you know, optimizing my own yep. campaigns. So it's, it's really fun to be able to go this deep. It's like a it's like another level of Amazon advertising that I really enjoy. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and where's the best spot for people to reach out to you if they want to hear more from you or get in contact? Yeah, you can get all of our podcasts at adbadger.com slash podcast. Uh, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn, uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn too. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the podcast, definitely check it out. Huge amounts of information, awesome insights, awesome thought leadership. Like Michael, it's been awesome having you on the show. Really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. We'll have to have you on the PPC Den podcast very soon. That would be that'd be great. And for everybody else listening to the podcast, thanks again um, for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Um, make sure you join us for the next episode. Have a good one.